0: Hi, I'm Ryan O'Connor. This is Time in the Saddle. Chris Williamson Jr. And Jason Lint with us once again as we talk all things cycling. How's it, guys? Good.
1: Good Good to see you,
0: guys. Interesting times now. Uh, Weather's changing. A lot of people are getting excited about changing the seasons. Uh, A little bit of a a prospect of spring in the next couple of weeks. And uh, with it, we'll bring a whole lot of cyclists, hopefully both on the road, both on the trails, and both on gravel. So uh, both. That's all three. Um, Let's talk a little bit about what's happening internationally. Still plenty of racing over. Overseas, and uh, I think we'll start with that, Chris, uh, just to quickly go. Uh, uh, it's Espana. What is happening in, uh, in Spain?
2: It's the Vuelta Espana. It's the Tour of Spain. Um, it's also one of the three big grand tours that started. I think they're now on the fourth or fifth stage. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mentioned Data won uh, yesterday's stage, so uh, it's a good one for them. I think they much needed of a win. Louis Mainkis is lying, I think, five minutes behind. So it's still far to go and the big mountains is still mm-hmm. coming, but it's going to be an exciting one.
0: Go on for Ben King as well. Mm. Jason, locally, of course, well, people will people be gearing up if they're on a bicycle for this week's Ironman?
2: Yeah, it's the
1: 70.3 World Champs. And uh, yeah, I think people come in from all over the world. I mean, I've got a friend flying over from Washington for it. It's going to be an exciting weekend.
0: And it's a great place to have it. I mean, Port Elizabeth, as it is, it's a fantastic place if you're listening to the podcast from PE. The roads are cool to cycle on. I mean, you've got everything that you need right there. You've got a, a fantastic beach. So they can swim that leg, hop on their bicycles, hop on the road run. It's actually the perfect location in South Africa to do an Ironman.
1: And it's great that they've got uh, given some people a reason to go there.
0: Do you find that in the cycling community there's a lot of cyclists that run? Or is it 80% cyclists and there's 20% of them that cross over in terms of putting their bicycle down and putting on some running shoes?
1: Yeah, I think it's a mix of everything. I mean, I think you find that the guys that were originally swimmers tend to be the very strong triathletes because if you can hold your breath and mm. power away then you're good at all sports probably. A lot of my runners will obviously add cycling and it's, it's unusual I think that hey, Chris that cyclist ad running but uh, yeah it's it's just a great all-round sport super disciplined in the training and you know you've got Steve Atwell coming next week he's confirmed that he can make that so he can sort of give you the real back end of all the, the triathlon training and, and what the guys are doing.
0: Does someone like Steve still compete? Does he still go on even for, you know, even though it's not professionally? Does he still go and do Ironman? Or he trains Iron, uh, Ironman athletes. No, does he, he does, do but
1: uh, I mean, I might have a wrong perception of him. I think he has a lot of DNFs, sure. um, but you know, his focus is getting other people through it. He just participates because he's there anyway, yeah. he might as well enter. Got you. Okay,
0: so we'll, uh, we'll talk to Steve next week and find out the kind of a training that goes into doing uh, Iron man. Um, I also want to talk, and this is something interesting, the last time we had um, uh, Sean here, and he was talking, interestingly enough, about his diet. and A lot of people have been stopping into asking me a little bit about his bizarre diet of just eating steak uh, and a couple Raw of steak. almonds. Raw steak, Raw steak and a couple of almonds. And It leads into to something that we haven't really spoken too much about, and it's possibly because um, well, I certainly am not an expert about it, but the both of you will be able to chip in here in terms of um, the kind of supplements that you offer uh, cyclists out there, whether they be professionals or whether they be athletes Uh, Weekend warriors are trying to get themselves um, cycle day or race day ready. Um, What are the big sellers? I remember, and I remember him chatting also last week uh, or last podcast about the old UVM bars, which are now now I don't even know if they still make those anymore.
1: Uh, PVM, 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 PVM.
0: Do they still make PVM bars?
1: They do, yeah. And whether it's true or not, I heard the story that it was originally developed as a as a meal replacement for the army back in the day, and and then obviously went into two sports. I mean, Sean himself actually was the, the founder of Cadence Nutrition, which wow. is still a brand that that's living, but yeah. uh, it's it's got different owners now. And uh, I've touched base with Jarin Swart from Sports Science. He mm. said he'll come and talk. I mean, he'll be a Excellent. great one to give you the real science behind yeah. it. I was riding with him a couple of weeks ago, and he mentioned periodized nutrition, yeah, I mean, which is all the rage whew. at the moment on, on the tour and on the, on the real pro athletes. They've seen real benefits on that, but I mean, I'm not going to go into the technicalities sure. of how you how you do that now.
0: So I'm overwhelmed and uh, as a, um, a a person that's a keen cyclist that every time I go into any kind of cycling store I have so much choice. It's not as if I have one make of bar, one type of bar when it comes to grabbing stuff like a, a nutritious snack for, for for a race or maybe it's something I'm looking at as a meal replacement because there just seems to be so much of it. Obviously you're stocking um, and you need to have people, uh, give people a variety so there's various different brands that are out there. Um what would a person who's never used any kind of um, meal supplement or any kind of a a nutritional meal replacement product that's available?
1: I mean, I like to start at what is their lifestyle? What are they eating and drinking already? Because, you know, if somebody's on sugars and and that side of the diets, then mm. there's certain products that I'd recommend. If there's somebody who's on the other end of the spectrum with no sugars and vegan, then there's there's different products. So that's a starting point. I mean, on mass, I think there has been a big move to slightly more natural uh, sure. supplements. But the reality is that the science is there. You need mm. some level of fructose and stuff to, to get you through it. And Yeah, there's a different product for everybody, yeah. Because
0: the biggest amateur mistake to make, and trust me, I've done this, uh, my biggest mistake on both uh, my very first tours, and maybe by the time I got to my 10th or 11th, I'd realized that um, this is a bad idea, was to take things I wasn't too sure of in preparation for a race and then during the race. And it gave me the most dreadful runs on earth.
2: You can't you can ride with burgers, Ryan. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think
0: can don't. Uh, this what the patches are in the back. <laughs> it,
1: it, I don't think it's necessarily that a particular thing will disagree with you, mm. but people like to go by themselves five goos sure. for a two-hour race and you should only have three so okay. you know if you stick within the limits and don't ever do any other one things and you, you you do need to get accustomed to the products that you take in so i wouldn't dive into the deep end with them
0: also don't be afraid to ask i think that's the other thing don't pretend to you know that you're going to grab one or two things off the shelf and think that by grabbing those two things or five goose that that's going to be the answer to what
1: yeah. it is that, you, yeah. that you're looking and, for and there's no supplement for lack of training we
0: move now from nutrition, and we'll have specialists in to talk about nutrition on this podcast. I've been very excited about a couple of sneak peeks of products that are in the pipeline to be heading our way to South Africa. New ranges from various manufacturers who are now going, have a look. Have you seen our 2019 edition, the new giant 2019 edition? And a lot of people are playing their cards. Kind of are still close in, in almost in anticipation of a big reveal. When are we going to see that as a consumer? When is it all going to be revealed to everybody?
1: They're coming in drips and drabs now. I mean, just on the on the back end, what people get frustrated about sometimes is that, uh, you know, the factories have production runs. They might make smalls sure. and they might make extra larges. So if you want a medium or large, you might have to wait. The first batch might be smalls. But uh, I think most stores have probably got a lot of 2019 products uh, dribbling in already.
2: Nice. Yeah, uh, I think from next month on, I think most mm. of them starts coming in. And they also release different models. They don't release all the models at the same time. Oh, so we've got
1: so them already. They might not have sent them to you, but I mean, <laughs> you know, <that's> okay, okay. <laughs> I'm talking about top end though.
0: That's exciting times. So if you really, Jason. If you're listening to this and in the market for a new, whether it's a road bike or mountain bike or whatever your preference is, it's a good time to do a bit of shopping because it also means that a lot of the retailers will start discounting before we get to summer on 2018 models. So you'll find a good opportunity now to go and, uh, to go and pick up a uh, almost identical bar one or two cosmetics models.
1: Yeah, and they're going to look relatively cheap to the 2019 products because there is inflation in the East, in, in China in particular and the exchange rate hasn't gone in our favour so 2019 prices will, will jump a little bit which will make the older bikes look even cheaper. Yeah.
0: How's, uh, on that note, how is the market reacting? How are sales in South Africa in general?
2: I think you're going to be lying if you say the market is still in a massive growing phase. Um, mm. It has stabilised a bit. Um, there's still people buying bikes and it's still going to continue but the exchange rate and everything contributes so it, it there's definitely a, a change in the industry. Mm-hmm. But then again, you know, when summer comes, you never know what happens, then it uh, might change again. An interesting subject that not many people talk about is the
0: massive pre-owned bicycle um, um, section of the market. Um, a lot of people discover after purchasing a high-end bike that maybe cycling's not for them. Instead of maybe going to go and test a mate's bike or going to go and see if they possibly want to get in the bike. And so so we've got that massive, massive section of the market that I've always kind of questioned because, uh, I mean, with you respect the person buying a pre-owned bike. You want to buy it from a reputable outlet. It's not something that normally ends up being a lot of money exchanging in terms of um, buying second-hand or pre-owned bikes. Um, it's a massive, massive market. How often do you, are you guys getting people coming in going, um, hey, I, I was on whatever, insert the name of the uh, the, the classified um, online porthole, and I bought and I looked at this bicycle. It's only a year or two old. It's got all this, it's got all that. Um, check this bike out for me. Is it worth it? Is it worth buying? Is that is that kind of something that you see a lot of, or is it something that's uh, that's not really in terms of uh, of, of having a um, uh, a shop? Something that you see a lot of.
1: So we get involved with it a bit. I mean, we'll take trade in. So yeah. if somebody who wants to upgrade, we'll we'll trade their bike in. I'd rather um, do that. I'm be honest. Mm. And uh, we'll always help people assess the bike. I, I think it depends. There's. there's Certain brackets have always got a lot of R and D. You know, at the end of the day, uh, we always will help facilitate those transactions because generally, it's not so much people not wanting to use their bike. Mm. Um, and selling it it's people wanting to get a better bike, better bike. and then you would then um,
0: if it needs any kind of a work on it especially if someone's training in the bike you do all the work and then put it in, on your floor as well uh, as a pre-owned uh, bike and obviously um, to a large degree be relatively uh, a bargain to whoever's buying it yeah, definitely
1: and, yeah I mean I think the, any, the difference is that they don't get any of the guarantees on the actual product
0: sure. um, how big is bike insurance do you, do you and we haven't ever discussed this on a podcast would you suggest any to anybody buying whatever bike? bicycle, that they should add that to the insurance policy. We've seen so many times in so many news articles, and we don't even have to look at the theft of, of bicycles, just falling off a bicycle, especially a carbon one that can take a small little fall to create a small little crack in a carbon frame which then in its t- entirety because we don't have proper repair places that I know of, um, you, the manufacturer has to swap it out or you have to go, and do a, go through insurance and claim. Insurance is a must or not. What do you think?
1: I think so, definitely. I think the most under... Spoken about thing is that a lot of times you have to have a specific insurance if you for in the races. So if you're in any race, whether it's a fun event or a proper race, you, you know, the insurers actually reserve the right to pay you out for damage. If you're in a race, you need a different type of insurance for that to just normal theft or damage. And it's mm. worth it in the
0: long run. I mean, you, your premiums aren't going to be too high uh, to add it to your your, your insurance. And if you're going to ride a, a top end bike, you may as well um, add it to your insurance in case, in just in case of anything.
2: Yeah. No. Listen, uh, there's there's some companies that offer really incredible deals on insurance. I saw now that King Price actually insures your your bike for free for the first thirty days, and then if you take your car over to the insurance, then they'll insure it for, for life while you're the owner. So, sure. there's some great deals out there but insurance your car is... A, or your bike. your bike? If you take your car over, they'll still insure your bike. Or your bike. Oh, yeah, nice. And they'll guarantee to match the price. So, there's a lot, lot of that out there mm. um, and, uh, yeah, insurance is a... A must. A lot of people might
0: have asked why we didn't start with this news, but it is big, big, big news in the cycling community. Chris Willemser Cycles now officially under the cycle lab umbrella.
2: Yeah. No, it's been a, been a long journey to get this sorted, but it's uh, exciting times. So we're really excited for what the future holds. And, um, yeah.
0: Big company um, uh, in terms of cycling. But Chris Willems are also synonymous in the Western Cape with giving you that feel that it's a, a family brand, um, the kind of a, a business you do is on the same level. Not like the big corporates, more of that family feel. And I think that's still to be expected of Chris Willems uh, in terms of the immediate future.
2: No, definitely, Ryan. I mean, we've been been around for, for 41 years, and we're not just going to change uh, the business model. There's been a, a lot of criticism that we're going to lift our prices, we're going more expensive. Um, we're staying exactly the same. Yeah. Everybody's family still stays on board, and we just um, have a bit of muscle behind us sure. to, to buy bigger and get better deals to the to consumer. And a, the and, and a bigger range. And a bigger range, range well for well. sure. Yeah.
0: Nice. Okay, so that's exciting news. Um, let's talk a little bit about uh, the upcoming events this weekend. Uh, also, uh, are you not a, a lot of people are talking about going and cycling. I, mean, uh, I was talking to Sven Swart today uh, from uh, Tal Torres and he's off to go do next week's big, and it eludes me the name of it, mountain bike event. Uh, Next weekend, next week, um, on the calendar. I I, I have the same
1: look. Short-term focus is that this weekend is this Tour of okay, which we've been speaking about new bikes, but that race, there's a rule that you have to be riding an old bike.
0: Is it not right to know way next
1: week? Could be. Could be. Like how old? Well, if you're an international participant coming over for it, you have to have had a bike pre-1999. And if you local, I think you literally have to have a bike that was South African made pre that even. So not even just an old bike. It has to be specifically South African made, which obviously we did have a big um, bicycle industry in this country at one Mm. stage.
0: But I, I just dropped the name there and you all looked in, no one said anything? Would no, I'd no. Be right no. In Peter, Allen, Allen, Peter you. Allen will tick
1: the box. It'll did be you. one of them. Yeah. It was my first. Got you handy. handsome.
0: That was, that was my first very expensive bike. It had this, the, the. i I'm thinking we've this before. The most ridiculously thin tires. And everyone in the northern suburbs were like looking at me and like, wow, look at this bike. It's bright yellow and it's amazing and it's got Peter's name on it. Whoever Peter Allen is. And I was like, yeah, this is rock
1: and roll. you you have to ride a pre-1999 South African-built steel frame with period correct components that's that becomes so, a collector item actually
2: huh? so anything in your collection Chris anything harsh anything harsh in your got got a, I've got a few there <laughs> I've got a, quite a few but I'm not <laughs> taking <laughs> them on the road eh? no definitely <laughs> not <laughs> uh, okay so
0: guys I have checked it out right to know where it does uh, take place uh, around McGregor in the Western Cape on the 7th yeah, of September sense. so we'll talk a little bit about that uh, in the next podcast but in terms of your events happening this weekend on the cycling calendar Chris what's up
2: we've got that uh, Namakwa Quest actually starting um then we've got the Trip Trance Siederberg Experience, also in the Western Cape. Um, we've got the Bosfeld Challenge in Limpopo. And then we've got the Met Help Ride and Run, also in the Western Cape. Right. And, of course,
0: uh, back to Ironman as well. Uh, it's a big weekend for Ironman. So all those other events taking place around the
1: factory. We've got Maybe Iron
2: that's man. something we should try.
1: I'll huh? find, man. I like the movie. The three of us. I like the movie. I'm in. I, I, I know, in. know you've been, you've I been talking I'm about keen. it. So. Where? Dubai in January. Dubai it's January off, it? yeah. it's off. It's off. Listen it's flat I think we Moderate speak temperatures. to the
0: powers that be at Emirates Airline. Seems as now, as now we're giving them a free plug to get us to Dubai, and we'll do the podcast live, and we'll stream the podcast uh, kind of like they do with uh, a couple of other um, um, uh, cycling podcasts yeah. where they have a daily update. We'll do this every day in Dubai around that Ironman, the half, Um and we'll go do it in Dubai if our friends at Emirates are on board. So, uh, oh, uh, yeah. if you know, we have we have to, we there, have to
2: get a, a weight goal, so we have to say, listen, oh, we stop need it to now. lose no no really we have to lose about 10 kilos each between us listen I'll have the eat
1: you do 20 <laughs> I've got a I've got a 6 kilo over the next 6 months weight loss goal listen I can that's lose, a good idea I can lose
0: 10 cages in 2 months I've got the most to lose here
1: guys I can definitely that's doable for me Ryan you're on uh, the Emirates mission yeah and we're there, definitely, definitely.
0: done. Um, I think it's a great idea, and I think it'll be a nice one for us to uh, to experience not only Dubai but also go and take our bikes out there, go do some cycling, out in the desert, and uh, and see uh, you know what life's like. I think a lot of uh, expats in uh, in Dubai would love to have us there and talk about their life on a bicycle out of Dubai. Um, weather-wise, yeah, it's not looking too great in Cape Town this coming weekend. You have got weather highs of just 16 degrees. That rain is due. We've got today and tomorrow to get on our bikes, Chris. Um, Chris and I will be out in the Magic Forest, um, National Factory. Jason, why don't you join us on an e-bike tomorrow Uh, Sure, what time? We'll go out. Uh, I'm going to try and get off work a bit early, so just after 2 o'clock. We'll go out for a two-hour cycle in the north. We'll be with no traffic back go, in the southern can't suburbs. can you, Jason? Like, uh, <laughs> sure I can. I'm just checking. Come on, Your check. Your dad will allow you, yeah, make sure it gap. You, 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 uh, you can catch the three amigos tomorrow. We'll be out in the northern suburbs just after 2 o'clock. If you're on a bicycle, uh, feel free to stop us and ask us questions. And maybe, who knows? We might feature some of those questions uh, on our podcast next week. But we will be out on mountain bikes before the rain comes, which it does on Friday, 16, Saturday 15, Sunday 15 with plenty of rain and most of next week also in Cape Town in terms of your weather. Uh, miserable. Joburg, though. Hello, sunshine. Uh, 24 degrees Saturday, 24 degrees Sunday. Starts at about 11 degrees. you in for beautiful, beautiful weekend. Um, Durban, you're exactly the same. A little bit of rain expected for Port Elizabeth, believe it or not, uh, over Ironman weekend, but other than that, clear skies. Enjoy your cycling wherever you are and we'll catch you again. Jason Lind, Chris Sir Jr., myself, Ryan O'Connor, on Time in the Saddle next time.